It's Talking Twins and more with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and more, a multiple birth podcast with myself, Nix, and joining me from twinfo.com.au. Naomi, I say that with jest and in laughter because I haven't been here for the last God knows how many months. Hello, Naomi. <laughs> Nikki, oh my gosh. Now, yes, it has just been too long. Now, massive thank you to Tiffany for stepping in, but this has been our thing for so long and I have actually missed you. And I genuinely feel like part of my soul, this is going to sound really corny, but part of my soul hasn't been fulfilled. Part of my life has been missing and it has been an absolute scramble. I too want to say thank you so much to Tiffany for filling in for me over the last few months and apologize um, to the audience because what was supposed to be a couple of weeks of chaos literally has turned into months and months and months on end of chaos. So I'm so sorry and I'm so thankful that you've been able to continue to roll on and and I'm grateful that you've had me back. Absolutely. And I was just laughing when you said months and months of chaos. I was thinking, actually, no, I'm coming up to 11 years of chaos. <laughs> I know. And isn't that that thing? Like we we just hit a hurdle, uh, you know, about what was it, five, six months ago now. And a, a few things changed with my work. And then one thing led to another. And I had some health issues that were just, um, to be fair, haven't been resolved and just fled back up. But I've now just decided I'm sick of trying to get it all to the bottom. I've got to do this because I love it and I'm passionate about it. Um, but yeah, it just things just, and it's just an example of how quickly I think even you know whether you're balancing multiples or just lots of kids, how quickly things can just get out of control at this point in time of your life. That's for sure, and um, it, it's it's particularly if it's the primary caregiver mm. where the wheels fall off. Yeah, um, because if you know the primary caregiver is the one that is doing all the school pickups, that the daycare drop-offs, making sure there is milk and stuff in the fridge, as well as potentially juggling health issues, their own and or those of their children, plus working one, two. At the moment, we were just chatting before this, you know, I'm working almost three jobs at the moment. You've got five and that's not including the podcast. You know, it's um, it's just insane, the yeah. juggle at the moment. And you're right. And it was such a good eye opener to me to sort of go through the last six months because it was one of those things where I've really had to streamline a few things and just be like, you're right. If, if the way to, and we, we commented a lot over the seasons, over the years that we've been doing this podcast about the mental load and the, 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 the almost physical load as well. Um, but certainly I, between, and I know we're both going through this and we'll get to it in a second. We're building houses, I'm building businesses, I'm working five jobs, I'm juggling the kids, and I'm definitely carrying more of the emotional load with my children, one of whom is sensory. Yeah, it got to that point where I realised very quickly and my health deteriorated that, yeah, if something happens to you, like it's, it's that alarming thing of holy dooly, the load is really on and what you're juggling everything. So finally you break the whole thing breaks. Absolutely. Um, And like, I don't know, about you but for me and I know well I do know about you um we put ourselves last yeah yeah do you know yep like yeah we put ourselves last we put all of these other balls in the air and we're juggling them but then when something goes wrong it all it all falls I know for me I've got this year as well I have just juggled so much extra stuff um 
Yeah, I've definitely dropped a few balls. And I tell you what, it's um, you beat yourself up about it then too, don't you? Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I think then you get really hard on yourself. Like I know the times where I've let you down with this podcast and our audience, it's taken a toll on me because it's something I care about. It's something I'm passionate about. It is something for me. And it's a ball that has been dropped. And yeah, I've, I've found it hard to forgive myself for that. Um, and I've wanted to, to pretend that I'm still, was still juggling all these balls and working and nailing it. And, and I wasn't, like I was dropping them oh. at the end of the day. The one thing you can't drop is picking your kids up, getting them fed, being the stability for them. Like when it's all feeling overwhelmed and, and I think the hardest thing, and I, I imagine, I know Naomi, you're in the same situation I am. And we were Tent, again talking about this beforehand picking up more and more loads at the moment because cost of living is just blowing out mortgages are going up we're all watching our expenses go up and up and up and I'm like sitting there going bloody hell should I be doing swim classes should we be doing all these extracurriculars that are taking a financial toll as well so picking up extra work but people are like you need a break I know I need a break but how the hell do I get it <laughs> I know, I know. exactly like, the same by. Do I stop buying bread and milk? Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you look dreadful. You know, it's really taking a toll. You need a couple of days off or you know, go away. Okay, of what money? Um, with what yeah. time? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. The juggle, honestly, it is completely un- unbelievably real. Yeah. So fill us in. What's been happening? Right. Okay. Well, yeah, a lot has been happening. So we're in the midst of building our house. I know you're not too far behind where we are at the moment but that in itself and I will say we're owner builder um, is a hell of a stress so between weather delays supply delays managing budgets getting people on site getting everything sorted has just been a headache to itself Um, I'm still working been working a lot in radio and, and the various facets of journalism and media that I work in and the boys the boys are now can you believe it no I mean I was only thinking about this the other day heading into their last term of kindy i mean what the hell yeah sorry but for whatever better expression what (laughs) and for our queensland listeners that is um they're finishing their first year of prep yes so they've made it through their first year of school almost yeah and it has just been incredible like the, the things that i haven't the milestones we've talked we we've ticked off this year that I haven't been able to talk about but first excursions that was at the end of last term first school disco um the amount and anybody who's been following this podcast for the years that we've been doing it um the amount of change in both my boys but particularly Hunter um our low-level autism sensory child just incredible his ability to adjust into school his coping mechanisms um obviously he's had a lot of support but he's just nailed it and you, you just couldn't be more proud as crunch there's not a day that those boys don't get up and go they, they don't want to go to school. I mean, there's the usual headacence of I want to stay in bed, but they're always oh, happy to walk through the school gate, you know. And what yeah. I think is mind-blowing is, and I, I underestimated it in the first year of kindy, going from sending these little kids who've got no idea how to look at a book other than a bunch of pictures and colours, and within three terms we're writing sentences where, um, you know, reading. we're talking about, yeah, we're talking about composite letters, we're reading, we're... Um, you know, so proficient. It's just incredible how quickly it goes. Yeah. Uh, Hats off to all of our school teachers because um, you're all amazing, you know. Um, The amount that they learn, though, just, 
Uh, but I do agree in that first year, it really seems to go, because it goes from nothing to yeah. to everything. Like I knew the boys would um, learn to read and I knew that we'd learn to write. And by writing, I, my, my headspace, because of course you don't remember it from your own self, but my headspace was in, okay, we'll, we'll learn how to do a few letters and copy and trace, but we're talking about, I don't know, Hunter sat down and wrote a sentence the other day about how I went to the park and climbed the big hill and the pink fox was, and he was like, this is a this is a star sentence, mummy. I'm like, righto. <laughs> it's incredible. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. Gosh. It's just mind-blowing. And the other thing that's probably been the big change while I've been off for these months is um, they've both become absolutely obsessed with footy. Um, and now this is completely oh. and utterly cannibalized my life in the sense that again hunter my autism spectrum boy has single-mindedly focused in on this as his obsession so it's been a roller coaster of emotional meltdowns when teams didn't win or his team didn't come first or didn't make the grand final um but yeah it's been wonderful again to watch them grow and learn to play this at, at at school with their mates and find a little passion that they're into they're out we're still in school holidays here they're out kicking a footy around now, just um, tearing each other's hair out. But one of the things that I did want to talk to you about is balancing that um, the, the, the skill set between twins, because again, you're at that same men- developmental stage. And what I've got is a situation where um, Hunter's very, very good at footy. Harry's good at footy, but Harry's feeling demoralized and lacking confidence because his brother's good. And finding that balance as a twin parent is one of those things that, again, and some of it's with the schoolwork as well, that competitive nature, and and that's really being fleshed out this year. Yeah, definitely. And I think that is one big reason, Um, and I do think it is a benefit, don't get me wrong. I mean, all children need to learn to cope with that, but when it's your actual, not even just a sibling, when it's your multiple birth partner or, you know, your triplet, it is... um, it's a big thing. And, and I guess that is why um, some people separate them from star mm. yeah. classes. Yeah. Um, so that is not quite as evident and obvious. How have um, you gone through the years? Like when one, say, for example, merit awards and stuff like that, obviously, again, it's all mm. new to us and being the balance of um, so-and-so's got the first merit award and then so-and-so got the first principal award and then the other one was deflated and despondent and I'm not doing well and, you know, pacing it, time will come, you'll get your turn. And obviously, you know, they it does even out at the end because the schools are so fantastic. But, yeah, how have you gone with it over the years? So we have a kind of a bit of a funny um, celebration. We, uh, we celebrate all of them as a mutual thing. So we've always gone out for dinner when they get their report cards. Mm. and things like that so we celebrate the event not really the actual I don't know if that's you know maybe not treating them too much as as a pair as opposed to individually but if one of them gets an award you know we'll go out for a slurpee yeah you know get a dollar slurpee kind of thing so we celebrate it and it doesn't matter who it is so they both get the benefit from it yeah that's what we do yeah, we always know that it's you know that in this case um, Oliver is the one that got the award, so we're mm. going out to get a slurpee or yeah. And I'll tend, you know, if they go in and pay for it themselves or something, if we're just walking somewhere, I'll give the money to that person to go in and pay for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they're sort of in charge, or you know, or yeah. maybe that person. If we're going to Seven Eleven to get the dollar slurpee, or we're going to you know the Coles Express or whatever. Yeah. Um. 
so yeah, but it is interesting. I know um, my two, they've always been quite similar academically. Um, obviously they're both dyslexic. So that, um, you know, again, there's you can't really compare them to the other kids in the class anyway, because of that. Um, but yeah, no, we just tend to celebrate the event, I suppose. Mm. Um, but the person always knows it's about them, the child. Yeah. Or in question, always knows. It's like when we go out for dinner for our, my birthday. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. All, we all go out for dinner. For but it's your I birthday. know going out because it's my birthday. Yeah. So we just kind of yeah. carried that tradition across and we just have this kind of, I know there are chemical shit storm, but we go out for a Slurpee because they're a yeah. dollar. <laughs> Why not? We get milkshakes. It's all good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but you're right. But it's been, I think it's a really good learning curve for them both because one of the yeah. biggest things that they've had to learn this year is there are differences and there are going to be that um, one does something before the other, you know, I mean, it's kindergarten, the awards are for things like, you know, being kind in the playground or, you know, doing well on your sentences. I mean, you're not, you're not talking about enormous achievements, but they are to them. But yeah, that's probably the first time that we've really had to flesh out that um, one achieving something at the time when the other one didn't. And it's good because it's taken out of our control with school. Like you just turn up and go, oh, yep, you know, Harry got an award today or Hunter got an award and you've just got to cope with the fallout, which as twin parents, I think, or multiple parents, I think is really interesting. But um, it's certainly an int- yeah, a big curveball for term one of kindy or for kindergarten. Our big one for us is um, sporting. Alexis um, is quite good at athletics. Mm. Um, and she does well in all the, the, you know, the running and the high jump, the long jump and everything, whereas Oliver's got chronic fatigue. He doesn't do nearly as well because, A, he doesn't participate in most of it, um, but, B, he's just, you know, he hasn't done enough of the training. She goes running training and everything. Mm. Um, so that's always been um, a bit of a difference. Um, so she made it through, you know, she'd qualify. She's got a whole wall of sporting ribbons, and he's barely got any, but we really celebrate the ones that he does have. Yeah. And the thing is you um, want them as the parent, you want them to be those individuals. The last thing you want as a multiple parent is for them to be the same. But, yeah, it's managing that um, the emotion between it as the highs and the lows of one achieving one thing. And it might only be a week between the next achievement, but it's amazing how quickly kids forget. <laughs> yeah. Or, or actually how much they remember. True. <laughs> yeah, both sides. <laughs> But uh, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's probably one of the interesting things from school that I didn't anticipate, or or probably yeah, didn't expect it to be as big an impact of just even little things like they'll come home and go, oh, I got they've got this like reward system at school. I got five gotchas, but Harry got three, and I'm like, well, let's say well done to Harry for getting three, or vice versa. And it's yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. They're just at that height of that competitive nature. It's been really good having them in the same class together because. Um, particularly for Hunter, I think he's come leaps and bounds and our teacher's been really good in the sense of, and, and it's one of those things, if you are thinking about putting them in classes, one of the things that our school or putting them in the same class initially is one of the things our school was, did was put them in the same class, but within two or three weeks of being in starting kindergarten, she separated them on different desks and tables. So they're never doing activities together. So while they're in the same classroom for comfort, particularly for Hunter, they're not attached to each other at the hip. They're not allowed to be. So I think that's been really good because they've been given their own independence. So they minded that as well. And that worked for 
frequent probably year one, but then they start getting separated um, sort of a little bit on academic level. Yeah. So they were back in all the same classes because they were practically the same. They were on the same reading level. They were in the same math group. <laughs> and I thought, separated again. Like, why are you, you used to be separated? And then I found out for that reason. But yes, <laughs> there that you was go. A- now I have to ask you, Naomi, how are you going with your house? I was just about to say, do you know where something that, um, that you really I've thought a lot about making sure things are fair and equitable is building a house. Yeah. I was like, make sure their rooms are the same size, make sure they've got, you know, yeah. but they can't both be on the same corner of the house and they can't both look out over the same garden or, you know. Yeah, our boys like are. Our bedrooms are next to each other. And I even said to Chris uh, the other day, there's one wall separating them. They've both got the same size wardrobes on the other side of their room. They've got the same, their doors are exactly the same, but on the other side of each hallway. They back, they've got one wall separating them exactly the same size. And I even said to Chris the other day, why don't we just put a, a window between and then they can look at each other? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, just trying to make sure that, um, the house suits each of them for you know but also that it's the same yeah so uh, you know and it was like talking to and tra- involving them in it mm. and um you know because there's a little the kids are calling it their media room it's not it's a little rumpus room but you know that's probably where the the playstation will be kind of thing and so alexis is like because she doesn't actually really like playing those games very much and she's like, well, if that's where the PlayStation's going to be, she said, that can be Ollie's room because he's the one going to be doing that. And she said, no, I don't want to listen to it. So I'll have that room around there. <laughs> oh, it, It's so funny, isn't it? Like, it's amazing how you have to, as you said, really think about what, what their needs are, what their wants are, um, what's going to work for them. It would be different, though, if they were different ages. It wouldn't bother me. One would, if the bigger room, you know, you, you, I guess if the older child would get the first pick or, you know, yeah. things like that, that just, yeah, it can't always, can't always be. So we've had a little bit of fun negotiating, but. What yeah, have you negotiated was- on? Hang on. Uh, so um, <laughs> I have given Alexis and I, I don't know if this is because she's a girl, but I've given her a bigger wardrobe. Um, That's fair enough. I don't know. And then I was like, oh, then I felt guilty though. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. It was just funny that when it went, when I was doing the designing of it, and I was like, oh, and um, Lexi's got more hanging space, whereas Oliver's got a few more drawers and stuff like that. Um, because I was just trying to lay out the, the room, and I was like, oh, I wonder if things be the same. Isn't it funny though, the things that you think as a multiple parent? am I doing them right? Like exactly like that. Like, oh, suddenly you've done it going, whether it's a girl or it's just whatever the reasoning, and then you come back going, oh, am I not favouring the other child? Am I taking away? <laughs> it's amazing the emotional guilt. And it's probably, in that essence, it's probably easier for me having the same sex because I've just done it carbon copy and gone, this yes. is exactly what you're having. You have one playroom that is, you know, it's your domain together. If you don't want to be in the playroom with each other, you've got your own bedrooms. They're exactly the same. The only difference is they're allowed to choose their colours. But the yes. layout is exactly the same. The beds are exactly the same size. So I've put no point of argument, but they're the same sex. So it's easier. Yeah. Yes, I did. That went through my mind when I was doing that. I thought, oh, I, I wonder if that, if they were the same sex, they wouldn't be having this because they would just be the mm. same. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's interesting. But, oh, my gosh, building a house, that's a bit stressful. 
<laughs> it's not easy, oh, is it? Twins was bad. I know. I was gonna say I think we're gluttons for punishment not only do we have twins but we're building houses as well it's just a, it's a nightmare it's a nightmare yes and it's been a very interesting stage but it's good because we're really lucky we're actually building five houses away from us so um I can just look at it I, I wander down you know, a couple of times a day to see what's happening and all of that kind of and stuff. And then it's frustrating but when you turn up and nothing's happening. <laughs> I was just about to say, I don't know why I wandered down because no one's been there for the last three and a half weeks. But anyway, that's another oh, story. <laughs> and on top of that, we're all juggling so many jobs, which is just crazy. Oh, hey, talking of that, um, we've got an interview on that next week, which I think is going to be perfect given what's going on. I know. This is like the most perfect timing, isn't it? Um I'm really looking forward to having a chat next week. We've got um, a recruitment specialist um, and a resume expert and everything coming in to talk about uh, returning to work and yeah. the juggle and finding a job and everything like that. So um, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, Should be great. Should be good. Yeah, no, I think that, um, that Vicky from Clothier Careers is, is going to be... A, Really interesting chat. Yeah, yeah. Hey, just quickly before we wrap up, and I've gas bagged on, it's like an old catch-up because I haven't been here for so many months. I'm not sure if it was noted because I've been across the podcast, but I haven't listened to them intently. But you've won a bunch of awards while I've been away. Um, have you mentioned these on this podcast? Because no. you know me, I'm not, I'm not one to walk away shyly from singing your praises as to what you do for oh. the multiple community. But let's take a moment because you've won some awards. Can we just go through these? Because these are incredible achievements. Yeah, look, um, I have to say I am very impressed because I have to tell you the funny story um, that I actually entered the wrong category. Um, so. <laughs> oh, my God, how did that happen? So last year um, at the same awards, which is the Oz Mumpreneur Awards, um, Twinfo won gold for the community that was making a difference. However, that was for Queensland and Northern Territory. They, like it's, it's divided up into areas and that was the one I won gold for well Twinfo won gold and so I thought oh you know that'd be really nice to get that two years in a row um so I applied but I didn't realize that I had applied for the Australia-wide one so not the not the local one that I thought I was applying for and I said I didn't realize until uh, until probably three or four days after I won it oh my god so you've won it and then you oh my god so, yeah, this time um, I did, Twinfo did only win silver, so it wasn't gold. But it was um, national. But it's national. Oh, my God, that's incredible. <laughs> and I, honestly, I didn't realise until three or four days after I got home from Sydney and I was like, I was a little bit bummed that, you know, we only got silver kind of thing. And then I was like, oh, I wonder and I was looking at it and then I suddenly re I realised, yeah, anyway, when the penny dropped, I just, I, I'm actually glad I didn't know. I would have been so nervous. Oh, um, my God, I think that's an, what an incredible achievement, though. So silver across the entire nation, amazing. I know. So, so well-deserved. And then the one that I'm really proud about is that we also won bronze, which is actually a pretty pink statue. Ew, um, I like that the bronze statue for um online communities oh. which 
for me it was just the ultimate because I love the twin folk community and the parents of multiples and the school age multiples the relationship <laughs> multiples group the exercise group all of those groups that we've got um everyone in there is just so lovely yeah but it's all because of you you do such a great job and you know a lot of the time people don't always say it but you have made such a big contribution to the multiple network and you've reached out and as I've said so many times over the years you've connected so many people so it's so great to see you winning these awards because they're a reflection of just a small amount of a reflection of the enormous amount of work that you do for this community so I just wanted to make sure that everybody understood how big these are and a couple of you took out a national award and didn't know about it I know well thank you so much because it does mean a lot to me but yes I I honestly though I am so glad I didn't know about it beforehand I would have been so nervous <laughs> oh well, we're very proud of you all right that's oh. it let's get out of here we're going to be back next week as we said to talk all things jobs recruitment getting back into the workforce it's been a pleasure to catch up thanks for having me back it has indeed It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au.